When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack File Studios in Burbank, California, I'm Ken Knapsack, and this is Life, joined again by my co-host, Owen Mugen. Ah, Ken, good to see you, my man. Good to be here. How is that thing called life? That thing called life? I'm in an interesting place with it. Is that right? Yeah, I'm in an interesting play with it, place with it, but good times, bad times, give me some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah I, I think uh, Led Zeppelin had it right. Good times, bad times. You know I had my share. You Zeppelin guy? Oh, huge Zeppelin guy. You're hu- okay, so yeah. let's start the conversation off the book there. Okay. I'm a Beatles guy, as you know. Right? I right. like the Who. Love Never got into Zeppelin. Really? Can respect it. Okay. Understand their place in rock history. Doesn't move you on a marrow level. I don't connect. Got it. Why does it connect with you? It, it, a lot of different reasons. So yeah. much of his time and place. I've got uh, two older brothers, and mm-hmm. um, the oldest, John, managed to sort of pave the way for a lot of the rock and roll that I got into. You know, just being, you know, Love it. four years older, you know, mm. he, he brought all the stuff in the house first, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> And Zeppelin was that. And I grew up in a time when in New York City you had not one but two yeah. dedicated rock stations. You yeah. know, and it was, you know, it was WPLJ and WNEW. And, I mean, it's to me that is sort of, you know, my, my wife Jackie and I always joke around, it's giant guitar music. It's like you need, yeah. you, you need like a step stool to reach the whole guitar because it's so big. <laughs> and a huge stack of amps. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but what I loved about them, and, and there's no... There's very little air between my love of Zeppelin and my love of of Tolkien, for example, because they love Tolkien. Yes, you know, and they sing about Tolkien characters, and they sing about you know things that take place in that world. So yeah. when I began to discover Tolkien, I'd already had like this love of Zeppelin. It's like this is this is all coming together at once, you know, <laughs> it's together in musical form, and, and, and it makes me it makes me feel like I'm rocking. Yeah. Um, it's funny, my boy, who's seven. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, I would say probably the the and maybe the listeners can can you know mm-hmm. weigh in on this, but it, to me the Zeppelin song for children is the immigrant song. Okay. Most recently in Thor Ragnarok, right? And, yeah. it, and it, it's used twice in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And it blew the back of my son's skull off. You know, <laughs> and it was just like, this is great. What is this? Right. So every time we're in the car and we're driving, we're always listening to music, always curating the music, always yeah. trying to get the guy on the good foot. Yes. And uh, so, of course, every third song, hey, Dad, can you put Immigrant Song back on? I'm like, why, yes, son, I can. Yes, yes son, I can. I'll ha- happily do so. Uh, we were heading up to Big Bear for, um, for spring break last week. And, uh, yeah. and so I was just DJing our way up the mountain. And uh, I was like, we'll listen to things other than Immigrant Song. And, uh, and so we were just some rocking deep, heavily. Deeper cuts, you yeah, know? Some deeper know, cuts, yeah, yeah. you know? And, and one thing he's not heard yet is Stairway to Heaven because, you okay. know, that, that, that song got ruined for me just by, you know, being played ad nauseum. I, I mean, in my old radio station, if we got caught playing it, it was a $95.30 fine. As it should be. I would yeah. make that a $96. I'd just, like, <laughs> round it off. Um, but Zeppelin is, is great. It's, you know, 
the, mm. the, the, the sound, the scope, the, you know, the, the belly it's of it. Big too, yeah, but it's, it's really big. intimate at the same time. And, and it's, and it's, to me, it's just good old rock and roll. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why I love, uh, that's why I love Zeppelin. You know? I, I mean, I, like I said, I totally get it. I've had a lot of people in my life who are very close to me. And so mm-hmm. you, you start listening to their music and you, and like Zeppelin's part of it. Right. And I, I mean, again, I totally recognize their place in the, in the scope. Of it. <laughs> right. You know, it's not like, oh, Zeppelin sucks. I'm like, no, no, I get it. Right. I get it. But they're not one of your passion points. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm I mean, I attach a lot to that band. Like, you know, there's a song off uh, Zeppelin II called Thank You, and it's and it's sort of a, you know, a ballad, you know, if right. the sun refused yeah, to shine. Yeah. That's like, you know, I just broke up with my sophomore year <laughs> girlfriend or whatever, you know, or it's like you, 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 some of your first early makeouts are done to a oh, song like yeah, that. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, ingrained memory. With, absolutely, with absolutely. You know, like, I'm, I'm the Beatles guy, as you know, right. but like, even more specifically, Harrison, George Harrison's mm-hmm. solo music ties to a lot of moments in my life. Right. I hear and I immediately go back. What is life? I know where I was when I was really first connecting to that song. It's fascinating, isn't it? How that, how that, how that sort of anchors itself to yeah. you. You know, it's in there. What is it about Harrison for you? For Harrison, it was, it's a great question because I, in by sixth grade, this is at 1987 for me, I became such a giant Beatles fan, like mm-hmm. organically stumbled onto my friend, Sean. I, I've told some of the stories on Amstack Files. My friend, Sean, we were camping out at a birthday party right. and he's like, pulled out a cassette tape and literally was like, like you're doing with your son or a scene from Almost Famous, you know, Zoe Deschanel's character passing it on to Patrick Fugic's character. Right. Oh, here's a cassette of this tape called The Beatles. And you'd heard about it. You know, there's The Beatles. My, my mom and dad kind of liked it, but when they went through uh, a, a Jesus Revolution in the 70s and mm-hmm. so they kind of didn't listen to a lot of popular music. My right. first concert was Debbie Boone. You let it my there life. You go. Right? There you go. So, so, yeah, then it came to me, and so there's just something magical and mystery, uh, mm-hmm. mysterious about it, uh, just like that movie. And I just kind of connected to it. So finding Harrison, I think for a long time I was a Lennon guy. And then you kind okay. of McCartney. I know, I know some Ringos, but I wasn't a Ringo guy, but I do love. Let's be fair. I mean, know? it's, you know, it, it, God bless him. Yeah, but he, he's Ringo, man. Right. Uh, great, I think perhaps the better actor of the bunch, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, his turn in Hard Day's Night, all and that stuff. Caveman, of course. I just think there was, yeah, yeah, there was something about uh, Harrison and the fact that this quiet guy didn't get a lot of songs on, but when he got these songs on, they were home runs to me. Right. Something was early on one of my favorite songs. It's a great song. Even though I didn't know Love at the time. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Sinatra calls it the greatest love song of all time. Have you heard his version? I have heard his version. That's great. Yeah. I, I, was, I used to have the uh, a fairly decent version of his uh, yeah. impersonation. What was it? Uh, You're asking me, should my love grow? I don't know. I don't know. Zippity big die. Yeah, <laughs> you stick around, Jack. It may show. <laughs> but uh, you can sing, man. You can I sing like Sinatra. But I, I think it was when I got into once you go beyond the Beatles. Mm-hmm. What happened after after April tenth, nineteen seventy? What happened after that? Right. And here comes uh, all things must pass right. with that triple album. And there's just song after song after song that don't that 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 sounds great. It's a Beatle man. It's a Beatle writing songs. But there's just something about the spirit there. Yeah. And his spiritual side and and his quiet side that I connected with. And I remember the the bang the show for Bangladesh was was yeah. um, that was a, I remember that as it was I don't know if seventy three or whatever it was. But I remember this thing. This yeah. is when our slight age difference. Yes. M- comes in in terms of Slight. pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Rec- yeah. We're, we're both years. young. I'm 20 yeah. years older than you, Ken. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've always loved them. Did you, uh, did you end up liking Traveling Wilburys as a result? Love Traveling Wilburys. In okay. fact, I just watched, I mentioned them on another broadcast at mm-hmm. some 
some fan. Gosh, I, I got to start writing this stuff down and giving people more credit. Um, he tweeted me. I, I'd never seen this. It's like a 25-minute documentary, and it's on YouTube right now. I, I don't oh, know where cool. it was originally aired. It's like, and it's a story of them recording that first album. Right. It's a full-on doc. That's Harrison had some stuff shot. Right. I think he knew about documenting things for history. Sure, sure. And Having been, at a time, one of the most famous men in the world. Yeah. Um, been in airports, terrorized, sent to meetings, hypnotized, <laughs> overexposed, commercialized. Handle me with care. Yeah, and you, there's interviews with Roy Orbison mm-hmm. before he passed away. Mm-hmm. And Petty, of course, now he's got no longer with That's us. Amazing. There's only one left. I, uh, I, Jeff Lynn. Jeff and, well, Dylan. 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 Um, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Sorry, 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 Mr. Zimmerman. <laughs> and fans. So, yeah, definitely. That, that first album's deep. It's oh, yeah, a good album. Yeah. And I remember it was such a phenomenon when it came out. It was such a thing. Yeah. You know, and because it was a, it was a super group. It absolutely was. You know? Yeah. yeah you got a Beatle. You got, you got right. Dylan. Right. Tom Petty. Orbison. Tom Orbison. Petty. Bringing yeah, Orbison right. back into the fold. Right. The ELO guy. Jeff yeah. Lynn, ELO. <laughs> even, even Jim Keltner did some drumming there. Mm-hmm. Keltner, one of the best uh, drummers of the 70s mm-hmm. uh, in the day. In fact, going toe-to-toe with Ringo on, at the concert for Bangladesh. That's great. What's funny, you know, back to the ideas of, of, of music that we love and groups yeah. that we love. And, and on that trip up the mountain last week to Big Bear, sounds so biblical. On the mm. trip up the mountain we went. On the trip but, uh, up the mountain. <laughs> my wife was saying, you know, what her... Like who kind of falls in her top five of yeah. bands, and because we're talking with our boy about it, and he's like, "Yeah, Jack's like, you know, Led Zeppelin is the best." I love you. Seven year olds like, "Well, Zeppelin, right. mom, Zeppelin," right. because of you know, <laughs> immigrant song. Yeah. For nothing else, that's great. Yeah, hey, that's can get good. behind that. Yeah. Um, what you're saying, like you know, in our sort of wheelhouse, it's yeah. you know, Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. You know, are, yeah. are huge and uh, huge in our house. Yeah. And uh, and like the Beatles, we've talked offline about this. You know, I've yeah. I sort of I had my Beatles phase earlier on, right. and, I, and then I sort of fell away. It's nothing against them. It just it was so much it didn't stick repetition yeah. in a lot of ways, yep. and it was you know I just sort of all of a sudden I started to get into other types of of, of music. Yeah, and and you know, like I, I'm sure I'll come back to it. You know, yeah, I think part of the problem too is the Beatles were so good at writing pop songs. So right. if if you want to go beyond three minutes, you know, especially <laughs> right. in the early days, mm-hmm. they're very much. Of their time, they created their own time, created their own history, right. but they're very much of the of their time a lot. Right, in the oh, early sixties yeah. yeah. for sure. Yeah. Did you uh, happen to notice the other day? Um, as of this recording, it's a, yeah. I guess it was, it's just a few days ago. The uh, the the march that uh, march for our lives it was called, yeah. and Paul McCartney was part of the New, New York, York one. one. Yeah, yeah, and it was interesting. I'd never heard him. I don't recall ever having heard him speak about Lenin in, in this way. And he, he said. You know, a good friend of one of my best friends was uh, was killed by gun violence not yeah. far from where I'm standing. He was on the Upper East Side. Or yeah. Whatever. And um, it's just inter- it was interesting to hear that and to see him there Neither in that go. context. He doesn't, yeah, they don't, uh, they go into it, you know, I think in the, in the Beatles anthology documentary, I think mm-hmm. they obviously go into that kind of stuff. I, I believe he's spoken on it before, but you're right. He He's very close guarded about it. And McCartney is no- a notorious, uh, the day that Lennon died, he went into the studio. And it's like people around him were kind of like, what's going on, Paul? Like your best friend, John's right. got shot. And he's like, no, no, lay down the track. Because he's that type of like, no, we, right. got work to, we got work to do. And there may have been some shock involved. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's, he, he says that's what he does. Yeah, That's yeah. what he does. And it reminded me, that reminds me of, of, a, of another showbiz story that involves tragedy. Yeah. Lou Costello of Abbott and Costello fame mm. for, from our, our younger viewers, one of the great comedy teams of all time. Right. And Lou Costello tragically lost his, his son, uh, mm. who was a baby, who, who drowned in, in the family pool. Uh, he went on the air that afternoon and did his show. Yeah. After it had happened. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things it's like, A, is it, is, it, is it insane work ethic or is it just shock? Shot. You know, but uh, I, I, yeah, I, you know, someone, my uncle died on the day, May 12th, 2012. Hmm. 
Um, I was driving to my first ever wrestling match that I was going to be in. I was going to wrestle. Nice. Uh, I'd managed, I booked, and I ran this Millennium Pro Wrestling with my friend Paul and Dan and all these nice folks. Um, I said nice quotations because it's pro wrestling. Right. Um, but uh, that was my uncle died, and he was the one who helped foster my pro wrestling love. My, my dad That's did great. too, but he always had a uh, 1980s WWF figure of Nikolai Volkov because we're, <laughs> we're Russian. And I, I have another one that was given to me as a gift, and I have that on my, had my, uh, on my office desk at work for a long time. He had that. Anyways, long story short, he was very supportive of me in L.A. One of the reasons I was able to stay in there because of his help and he had some health problems, and, and we had one of those things where you just don't talk to someone, you kind of lose track, sure, and you get busy, 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 busy. And he died on, mm. uh, following complications of, of, of surgery and just what was going on. I'm it, sorry, it, Dallas, uh, it's a, it's a yeah, big, it's a big it, one. It was tough, but I, I I was driving. I was on the 118 to Simi Valley. We we used to do those shows out in Simi Valley, and that's what happened. My dad called me, said, "Hey, uh, Uncle Nick passed away," and I, you know. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm driving, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I guess I gotta turn around. But I'm like, what am I gonna do? Right. Sit in my house? Right. He loved wrestling. He wanted me to do this. He was more supportive of my career than anybody. So drove me and my friend Paul beat the crap out of each other in the ring. It was a hardcore match. I went through a table, caned. I caned him, took a leather belt to my friend. Whoa. He hit me in the head with a trash can, this horrible thing. And then he pinned me outside the ring. He put me through a table, jumped, uh, put me, I was laying on a table. <laughs> I say put me through a table. That's a wrestling term. Um, and he pinned me, and we both cried in each other's arms as he pinned me because he knew what was going through. Hey. And it was the best experience. I, this thing, the only thing, I, only way I would have wanted to pay respect. You, you honored your uncle in, in yeah. a way that you might not have been able to otherwise. I mean, right. you honored him in a pretty tremendous way. Sure. That's well, pretty awesome. No, oh, that's, yeah, that's, thank that's, you. That's great. <laughs> and back to Volkov for a second. If I remember correctly, yes. the, uh, remember that the, this is when there, it was a WWF. Yeah. Um, they had a, uh, an album out. Oh, and I do. I think he did Caramia, if I'm not mistaken. I think he did. Uh, Hogan had his songs. Yep. Hogan uh, was pa- a Paul player. Orndorff uh, yes. had, had a song on there. I think Coco Beware did, too. Coco Beware. It was, yeah, that was right at the height, man. And yeah. That, uh, that explosion happened. Yep, I remember happened. that. And Sergeant Slaughter may have had a track on there, too. Uh, I mean, he should have if he didn't. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, they tried that again. Did they really? In the mid-90s. Okay. And it's hilarious. I have the album somewhere in my CD collection that's buried in my closet here. And, uh, you know, that was because 86, I think, was when the album came out. Right. And Hogan, Hogan, could, play, right. Yeah, yep. Hogan could play bass. You know, he knew the sure. stuff. You know, famously tried for bass Metallica, right. I think, is the story. And uh, they tried to. So when the mid-90s, the new generation of WWE, at the time it was still WWF, hit and they needed to build new stars, they must have gone back to that well. So there is a great album that has Macho Man Randy Savage like rapping and he later on would release <laughs> an actual album I think later on on right. his own and I love Savage but there's that's it's it's it that's him doing the tower power too sweet to right. be sour funky <laughs> like a monkey ooh yeah but there was a ballad a love ballad from Bret Hart Breath the Hitman Heart. That's him, like not Gosh. singing, but it's talking. Right. It's like, oh, I love you. I walk through the, I walk through the fires for you, baby. Right. And it's it's hilariously bad. I love it. I so love don't it. go back to the well. No, no, it's hard well. to, isn't it? It, 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 it is. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, you mentioned going up to Big Bear, mm-hmm. and you and I last week at the time of this recording, uh, this is uh, early April now, so late March. I was at WonderCon. Right. And walking back. And now the first episode of This Is Life focused on walking in L.A., something uh-huh. you and I like doing. You like doing it maybe even more to me. Um, <laughs> My mental health depends <laughs> upon it. Yeah. Right. And that's <laughs> the thing is, uh, you know, life up, up and downs. You and I both have up and downs going on at times. And I was leaving WonderCon. It was a great day, but uh, working on some stuff in my head. 
And my car, I parked at my grandparents' house. Okay. And was like, do I Uber back? And then you do that thing, you're leaving the hotel, and you're like, I should walk to the street to make it easier for the Uber. Right, right? exactly. Get the guy here. And I said, like, nah, screw it, I'm going to walk. Ah. And so I'm texting you, and then you're up in Big Bear walking yep. around so far you thought you got lost. <laughs> I got turned around. What drives you, what drives you to do that in, in the wilderness? You know what? I'm, um, as you know, I'm always up for a ramble. Yeah, you know, and and uh, and the great thing was, as as you know, I, I sent you that screen uh, mm-hmm. grab of what the temperature was. It was, mm-hmm. you know, was twenty eight degrees, and I was like, "This God is great." Yeah, it yeah. was like it was like being Brisk. in in a winter wonderland. You know, yeah. only two uh, two hours out of out of L A. And that was great, though. And I was so glad to hear that you had actually that you were going on a ramble. I was. I rambled. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty great. And, and I don't know who was more at risk, you from the Bears or me from local Anaheim street toughs. Yeah, I think uh, you were probably more at risk. <laughs> yeah, I was. You know, I, I was ready to just trip over my own feet. It's yeah, the most danger there. But, yeah. Um, and I find some kind of peace in that. And we talk about that's the power of walking. That's that's mm-hmm. what we do. But also you mentioned the Big Bear. I haven't gone up there in a long time. I used to go to Lake Arrowhead, actually Green Valley Lake. Above, okay. Above Big, Big Bear. Is there is there something that draws you to that spot? Well, it's, it, yeah, um, a handful of things. It's uh, our, our friends have a place up there, yeah. and and it's and they're and they're they're always very generous with uh, with letting us go up there, uh, right. even when they're not there, you right? Know, which is sort of terrific. Like and, an unofficial and, Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, and and so it's it's become a nice escape mm-hmm. from from L.A. proper, you know, which right. is which is a great city to escape from. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, but it's cool because it gives it gives me the things that you don't get down here, you know, which yeah. is a little more variety of weather, and you do really feel mm-hmm. isolated. Yeah, you do feel you feel every every foot of those nearly eight thousand feet up that you are. You know, yeah, and you're, you're at the whim of weather. You're at the whim of of you know falling rock zones. It's, yeah, it's sort of it's a it's a definitely you know more than a trip to the beach. Do you feel that the you, there's obviously a difference between city and, and nature, and you and I both yeah. like walking in the city. You're sure. from New York, you love that, um, but you feel the difference when you're out there. What do you draw from that? Uh, it's it depends on you know. I, I was I was walking that night that I uh, mm-hmm. that we started texting. I just reached out to you. I was like, hey, what are Ken's doing? Yeah, you yeah. know, and and just sort of. It's thank you by the way. Not at all. Not at all. It, it, it's uh, but it when I'm walking, mm. it's. Can slow the brain down a little bit, which is nice. Ah, that's the key. Yeah. That's what I feel. Because I was thinking about that on that walk home. Why did I do this to myself? Why did I do this? My feet are hurting. been on the con all day. I'm wearing right. these Converse now because I'm trying to change up my shoes a little, a little bit. It's important. Uh, the older we go, the foot care is key. Foot care. And I, I put in some insoles in there. And oh, it's good. cutting into my toe and everything. I'm like, <laughs> why did I do that? I could have just got an Uber. Right. But there was some kind of great piece in this, which is, again, why you and I talk a lot about walking in mm-hmm. L.A. But... Um, I, when I go back home, I go to I go intentionally go for the long walks on the beach, and I don't know what it is. Am I led to believe that there is a different connection to Mother Earth with the sounds of the ocean? I don't know. Is it just something I think? Is get existential? Do I think this is more relaxing? Well, generally, if we think it is something, it can become that. Oh yeah, there you go. You know, and and, and it's it's is it? Do you feel maybe like it's a recalibration, especially your home yeah. walks? Right. Yeah, it is kind of a weird recalibration. Yeah, it's it's a you know degaussing. You know, it's yeah. getting some of the static out again. Yeah, you know, I I worry sometimes that I get lost in uh, in the nostalgia of home. Okay, uh, and wanting to not go back, but should I ever have left? And I get it takes me down weird roads sometimes. Well, I mean, talk, if, as, to the degree that you're comfortable, I mean, expand yeah. on that a little bit. I I do that. I, I I have a tendency to go melancholy. That's probably what most of my brand is built on. Even though sometimes it's sure. it's uh, 
not played up, but I'm tapping into it. That's right. the way to say it. It's accessible. To it's, you. Like, it's like, don't every stand-up comic is not as bad as you think, but they are as bad as you think. <laughs> right. But, you know, I'm an entertainer, so I'm going to tell stories and, and sometimes play up the sad sack mm-hmm. thing. But there's a truth to that, and so I tend to go melancholy. And so in the 20 years I've been in L.A., I find every time I go home, even now, I just did it recently after I lost my job. Yep. It's like, let me go, you said it, recalibrate. Let me go figure yeah. this out. I need to get away. And there's, I get the get away, get out of your normal routine. Right. But then I get up there and I walk, I walk to my old high school and just kind of, it was late on a Saturday night. My mom, she's like, it's kind of cold. And I said, I'm going to go for the walk. And it, my, my hometown gets a little cold. Um, so mom, mom was right. But I ended up walking <laughs> to the high school. I've been on it once before after graduation. I've been around for both reunions. And my reunions are actually fun. But uh, to go there and to actually walk down those hallways and I stood literally where my locker used to be. Uh. They've removed all the lockers, and I remember thinking that that twenty plus years has zipped by. Yeah, who am I? Where am I? Mm. And then it's like, what if I never left? Should I have never left? You shouldn't have left. And I I find this so vortex. You, vortex. Does it bring you into this place of self doubt? It do, it does self doubt. Yeah, okay. that's a good way to say it. Which it was weird for some because I find some comfort in going home, right? But then it's like, why did I? And should I? Now, does, does, does that level of, of recrimination, does it, mm. does it stick with you? you know, does, do you bring it back to the city? By the third day, if I usually stay, I usually go up for three days. By the third day, I'm ready to get back home. I'm ready, I'm <laughs> right. ready for traffic right. in a weird way. Sure. Well, it's, it's the rhythms of life. It's, it's yeah. the things that I've, I've, I've often heard you speak about on the Knapsack Files, yeah. too. It's the places you know, the places that you cultivate that, that end up being part of your life. Mm. But but part of that recalibration perhaps is that questioning aspect, you know, ah, uh, that's which different. I think is which I think is an important detail. Is it asking the tough questions? Right, you might get the answers you want or the answers you don't want, but you need to ask them. Or or even more of an awareness. It's not even a question. You all mm. of a sudden you realize you're feeling something. <laughs> you're you know? slowing down just enough to realize this yeah, is what's going on. Right. Mm. I like that. That sounds smart. <laughs> you are older and wiser than me, well, just a smidge. <laughs> just a wee. Um, but that's sort of, uh, and again, that's again part of why the, the wonder of walking is yeah. if you're open to it. Yeah, you know, you can you can sort of get a, a sense of where you are and what you're doing uh, metaphorically. It is. Uh, it's like uh, you know, you ride the train a lot here in town, and this this, yeah. this town, this train's town, uh, this town's train, mm-hmm. this train's town, this town's train. <laughs> Is certainly not New York, the subway, but it's got a little no. subway system. It does. It's, it's, got a, it's got an adorable subway system. It's, ador- it's cute. It is cute. And it's actually expanding. It is, it is. Yeah. Uh, I, it is. And uh, I have a lot of fun. But, but you, do you feel when you, get, when you have to take the train or you choose to tra- take the train, you just, that slow down effect? Yes. I, and, and also, and part of that for me is a sense of familiarity with where I'm from. Right. You know, even though it's a vastly different, like I think the, mm. the seats uh, uh, there are gross on the LA uh, Metro because they're, they're fabric and it's like, oh, yeah, they what, are what's, 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 what's trapped in there? You know? <laughs> it's what, like a soft yeah, I don't want to eat sushi yeah, off, yeah. you know? Um, or, but off a of New York subway, you're good with the sushi. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but it's like today, coming here, I, was, I had an appointment downtown in yeah. LA and, and being mindful of, of, um, of traffic and the traffic patterns. You right. know, it's like, hey, I'm going to go take the train 
yeah. you know, to more or less Ken's neck of the woods, right. and then go from there. And it really it was great. There was no traffic, and that that to me is the key. You know, if you can uh-huh. if you can still meet your objective and avoid traffic, then that is like a win. Right. And so I felt like you know score mm-hmm. one for me against uh, against Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> do you keep uh, do you keep that score? <laughs> you, uh, you versus LA. You know what? Entirely too much. <laughs> Entirely too much. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, but you know, you go back to New York too. Do you do sure. you get, do you feel that pull? I know you feel might feel the pull of New York for just where you grew up and everything, mm-hmm. but do you feel that, uh, that different energy does it ever want to ever pull you back? Yeah, it's, I, I definitely, like you were saying, uh, about going home to visit and doing yeah. Calibrate, I certainly feel that about returning to my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also mm-hmm. am constantly pulled back because that's, that's the place I really love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's more than just nostalgia. It's where I really want to be. Yeah. I gotcha. It's, it, it, it's a different, different feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of both. And then, but you know, it, L.A. being my home, as it has been for a really long time, you, you do find the places that, mm-hmm. that make you feel good. Yeah. You know, and you do find the places that, you know, you want to share. Like, you know, I'm still waiting for our Musso and Frank afternoon. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, you keep talking about that. We oh, got to yeah. do it. It's great. It's yeah. For those who don't know, folks, it's a, it's it's a cool, you know, uh, like chop house sort of yeah. place that's been open since... Uh, 1919. It's almost 100 years. Yeah, old. right. Yeah, and um, it's got old Hollywood vibes. Yeah, and you can go sit at the bar, and guys have worked there for a thousand years, and it's you mm-hmm. know, and it's right in the middle of Hollywood, you know, and and yeah. uh, and I love that place, and I love taking friends there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've because we've gone to some other places, Franklin and Company, Franklin and Company, yeah, spot we go to yep. there, yep. and I enjoyed that a lot too. It's and it's got the vibe, but yeah, uh, Moose and Frank's. What 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 specific? Can you tie is something specific to what pulls you there? I'm fascinated by these kind of places in LA. Okay, I, I think there is a there's a smidge of of the romance of Hollywood, the old school days that works in my right. And, and that may have never actually ever existed at all. You right. Know, in, oh yeah. Right. That sort of thing. So I think part of the magic of that place is, is that it elicits some mm. of that for me yeah, yeah. because, you know, you, you step outside and there's, you know, listen, I'm not a big fan of Hollywood proper. I think it's, it's become a, a increasingly dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, place to walk around, you know, yeah. this speaks to some of the bigger problems that we're having as far as yeah. mental health in this country, homeless on issues, on, homeless yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you step out off the street and you go into that place and it's not so much a time warp as it is. It, it's, it's kind of womb-like, you know? Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it smells like my mom. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, it's, it's very cool. And, you know, you can get set up a martini and then you can, yeah. you know, order steak Diane or, you know, chicken oh, fricassee. And yeah, you know, it's, it's a very cool place that you don't have a lot of, Places just like it out here. Yeah. You know, there's a handful of the Tam O'Shanter, which I love, you mm-hmm. know, and the Tam is over in Atwater Village, which is not far from yeah, yeah. from my my neck of the woods, and right. it's been open since you know 1922, and, right. and and it's got its own lore attached. It's like where Walt Disney, you know, apparently drew Mickey for the first time on a table. There, you know, that that lore attachment is interesting on those places. Oh yeah, like yeah. when I worked at the farmers market, Third and Fairfax. Yes. You know, James Dean at his final breakfast there, all that kind of stuff. Yep. You know, I used to see Paul Mazursky and, and Robert Altman and those guys having breakfast. When I was with, uh, when I was doing MOS yes. with my, my good friend Lou Santini. With Lou, Mazursky yeah. was there holding court. Yeah. You know, with the, like with his gang, his used, wife. Used there. to be at a table there. Yeah, That's Maz- right. Mazursky, uh, there was a younger director, a guy named Greg Pritikin, who was there too. He, yeah. used to, he was the young guy, the book. Fred Wolf, comedian, he would hang out there a little bit. Richard Kind, the actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. it reminded me of? It reminded me of the opening of Broadway, Danny Rose, where you have uh, <laughs> guys sitting in the Carnegie Deli, these these, yes. these aging uh, Catskills uh, yeah. um, sort of comedians all there together holding court. And it was very similar it, to that. It was, it was 
a lot of these guys had earned their career, and there, and there was uh, Ileana Douglas would be there every now and then. Right. Uh, so, and and, and uh, there's some other people that, that were there. There was an author, an author, gosh, I can't remember David something or other. I can't remember his name. He wrote a fictitious. He wrote a novel. It was a fictitious accounting of this Breakfast Club, I basically. Love that. And uh, I tell you, and so my, my my girlfriend at the time, her mom owned the coffee shop they'd all get coffee okay. from right there in the corner. It was called the coffee corner. Still, still there, still over it. And I would look as a security director. I had to get there like seven, seven thirty every day. And so that's about when they'd start rolling in. And I was fascinated by five days a week in general. Everyone from this group would go meet there every morning. It's pretty great. Yeah, to have that ability because you've worked hard and had a long career and you can still do that. That's a that's a Maybe a perk not everyone will get to experience, but I loved it. I loved yeah. watching it. I never really knew them. Uh, Mazursky and I would talk because uh, he he would. Uh, I'd be at the counter getting coffee, and he'd be uh, joke flirting with my my girlfriend at the time. Right, and then he'd always come to me and be like, "I'm going to take it from it one day. I'm going to take it from it <laughs> one day." Uh, so I had a little fun talking to Mazursky, but like uh, Jeff Garland would be there every now and sure. then too. But it was funny. It was just I loved. I was fascinated by every day. This is what you need to do. Well, right, and it's and and these people seem to have found uh, a place that they liked, right? You know, and 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 what was the the, the Hemingway story? A clean, well lighted place. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. this idea of no matter what your circumstance in your town or your right. or your port of call, wherever you are, to be able to find a clean, well lighted place. In my case, I like it to be dark and dank. You but know, regardless, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a like me and my uh, you know my cafes, my diners that are right. run down but are but are comforting without yeah. a doubt. Right, and and, and yeah. that's that means a lot. You know, yeah. and, and I'm sure our listeners have it to their own degrees wherever they are. Mm-hmm. You know, that seemed to be you know something that. I'm always on the hunt for, you know. New places? Well, places where you can be comfortable. Be comfortable. You know, and over time, it's like, you know, I, I like to, to know if I could have a friend in from out of town, for example. We go to Mousseau right. and Frank, and, you know, and the bartenders know me. You know, it's like, uh, and it's and it's cool. And that's See, sort everybody of nice, knows your name thing. Yeah. And you know what, there's, that's, a, that's a, 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 a not inconsequential line from that, from yeah. that song from Cheers. That's why, yeah. that, that's why that theme song from Cheers is one of my favorite songs of all time. The full-length yeah. version. It's pretty sad and melancholy. The radio version. The radio yeah, version. Yeah, where they add the extra bridge to it. Yeah. Like they with all those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back in the Golden Day TV theme songs. It's, it's kind of a sad song. And then there's that connection there. That Norm sitting on the on the, on the the same mm-hmm. stool. Yeah. It was that, that great moment where another guest is sitting there. And Norm's like, hi. And she's like, well, hi, what do you do? He's like, I sit there. <laughs> That's one of the great moments of, of that show. And that that does mean something. You're right. Yeah. I yeah. love finding and I love finding new places, but then I love making them the old ones right away. Right. And speaking of one of the old ones that I yeah. that I like that I've sort of come attached to again mm-hmm. recently, um, being a dad is, is is Universal Studios. And we're not being yeah. sponsored by these guys. So they're not a paid no, sponsor. Right, no, right, no, neither is Musso and Frank. <laughs> but we're uh, open to it. We're open to it, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I take my boy there a lot. Yeah. And we've got a, you know, Annual pass, and which right. is you know they they make you get that because it's only ten dollars more than the day sure, pass, yes. you know. But it's cool, and so yeah, pick him up from school. We've got some time, you know. And I was I was saying to him the other day, we were walking around there in the rain, which was wonderful. Oh, that's you know? kind of theme theme parks in the rain are. Oh, nice. it was great. Yeah, it was great, and like no one was there. You yeah, know? hardly anyone was there. And I was like, you know, I just love this place so much. I said, and you know, every time I think of it, I think of you and and mm. um, and uh, and Curious George is walking by us over there too, <laughs> and then Beetlejuice, uh, but it's. It's it's different than Disneyland. 
Yes. It's a more manageable thing. It's also 10 minutes from my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a really kind yeah. of, it's turned into a special place, especially as my boy's knowledge of a film is growing. You know, That's interesting. In, in those very early stages. And I, and I took him on the tour for the first time, last time we were there. Because he's, he's getting a sense of of, right. of, of the, the artistry and the, and the craftsmanship that goes into a making filmmaking. films. You know, Man, and, he's got Zeppelin, he's got craftsmanship oh, yeah, yeah. and filmmaking. You're, you're working on a good kid. We're working on it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. It, it's, it's certainly not as uh, obnoxious sounding in, in practice as it does <laughs> to, to, to refer it back. <laughs> you test them at the end of the week. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Name Scorsese's best three films. That's right. I said Richard Donner. Richard Donner. <laughs> right. um, but, uh, but to be in a place like that is neat. And, yeah. and because it's... It's it's also sort of what LA does do very well. Uh, mm. It feels very insulated and uh, a, a a hidden place unto itself, which when, you can find a lot of out here. Yeah, when you're when you're there, you're there. Yeah, I mean, until you go to the Overlook and you can. But you know, right. that's it's so interesting you say that because, and I don't know if anyone out there listening has had the chance to go to Universal Studios Hollywood, not the Florida one. I haven't had a chance to do that. Um, Me neither. But the there, it's right in the center. Well, not technically the center of the valley. That's actually Northridge, um, the center of kind of the. It's the divide. The divide. That's the what. Was, that's right. the word I was looking for. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> the divide between the San Fernando Valley and Hollywood. Right. So just a minute each way, you're either deep right. in the valley or deep in Hollywood. You got a foot on either side, and, yeah. and there's the, the Coenga Pass the, that runs through there. The infamous and, Coenga Pass yeah, with the traffic and, 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 and alerts. And it's uh, it's it's very bizarre archaeological finds. They've as, yeah. as they've improved the roadway over the years. They found. Relics from you know when, right. when when you know Mexican forces were fighting us you know back yeah Cam- uh, Campo de Coenga's over there yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's the uh, Coenga Pass like you said yeah and so you get up there and even so even though like Disneyland they work so hard and Orlando it's bigger so it's just easier you go there you I was surprised when I was there for Star Wars Celebration we're right. taking the tour bus in with the group we had a press event and um and someone's like well this we're like on. Disneyland property right. or Disney property. Campus, like, yeah. yeah, we're like, I'm like, we're still a city away from the, the theme park. <laughs> right. and they're like, yeah, I know it's, it's all of it. But uh, Anaheim's a little different though. They've done as much as they can to buy Anaheim and take it over. Yeah. You know, but you, when you're in Disneyland, they want you to not, they, you know, planes don't get to fly over, you know, no. they block the airspace. It's wild. Uh, when you go on the monorail and you see Harbor Avenue there, your Harbor Boulevard, you're like, oh gosh, there is society out here. Universal. I hate that, by the way. I, yeah. I, it's funny. That is like the one thing that oh, I, I go with yeah. my buddy Don Winston a lot. We go to Disneyland and uh, and, we, and we do it again. We, I try to do it differently. We take the train from Union Station. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we take Amtrak down real fast, you know, two stops to, uh, mm-hmm. to Anaheim. And yeah. they, they do it so well that you're absorbed in, in, in the reality they create, you yeah. know, and the imagineering and all that. And yeah, the, yeah. The forced perspective of the building sizes. But all of a sudden, you're on that monorail, and then you just you go out over harbor. It's like, I don't want to see the real world. <laughs> Can't you guys have done uh, put up a scrim of I some see, kind? I see a Prius. I see a, a Honda. Right. What am I doing? Exactly. I but, see a chain restaurant, hotels. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, but a, you, So Universal can't do it as well as Disney in that sense. No, no. But when, you're right. When you're there, you're there, except for you have this overlook. And so you, you, you could put a quarter to b- binocular, and you can see deep into the valley, right? Right. You can see Warner Brothers. You can see you can Warner see, Brothers. Yeah. Everything. I still feel, though, when I'm there... And I'm doing that, even though I live there. I can literally, not a joke, see my apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Universal, I f- still feel as though I'm detached from it all. 
That's right. That's right. And so it's a fascinating place because it's got the upper lot and the lower lot. And, and the, right. the overlook that, that Ken's talking about is sort of as you go down these really sort of insane series of escalators mm-hmm. that keep bringing you all the way down where they have it's like, like a 20 minute park. ride. Yeah, yeah, it pretty much is. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, the views are quite something. When, yeah. And when, uh, when we had those fires last uh, fall, um, mm. we were there one day and you could just see them off in the distance quite menacingly. Yeah, menacingly, you know, eerie, oh, yeah. especially yeah. at night. Yeah, yeah, so I like those. But so you've. Are you, um, did you create that connection to Universal be- because of your son? Had you had it before? Well, I, I, I was there the first time, uh, in 1980. Oh, wow. When I was 10. And I went okay. with my, my, my grandmother and my godmother. We were on mm-hmm. our way to Australia and, uh, just stopped over and, and we spent a few days in LA. <laughs> and yeah, and, and I remember being in there and, and I remember, uh, uh, they had, uh, this, this, I think it's been repurposed as like the special effects show now, but it was right. like a, a castle sort of building where, oh, yeah. and it was Frankenstein and Dracula versus, and Mummy versus the Incredible Hulk. You know, I and remember that. Yeah, and, uh, and they had a Battlestar Galactica. The Battlestar Galactica to, one I remember. Yeah, so I remember it really quite well. So, yeah. you know, as, as, as my, my little guy is you know, getting older, it's, yeah. it's interesting to see certain things sort of coming together. Yeah. You know? And uh, so I had that initial attachment. Sure. And uh, when, when my wife and I first moved here, uh, we'd go a lot with, with, you know, whoever would come into town. Yeah. And it was a different, you know, it was a pre-child experience <laughs> and hang out <laughs> and drink beer all day and just, yeah. you know, go around. So, yeah, I've got definitely warm feelings to the place, mm. you know. And now they actually have a, a, an area which is really well-themed, uh, the Harry Potter world there. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, this, you know, yeah. unfortunately, like you said, it, you, you can't be, you can't do it as wholly as Disneyland does. Right. But you've got a really nice sense of you're in a place and from certain angles you can't see anything else. Yeah. And yeah it's, it's fun. That castle's so big there. It's just, yeah, the, it's on the, right on the other side of it is you got the Waterworld attraction, right. the, big, the big thing. Which so I love. Every, every, I'm a freak for Waterworld. I really am. For the movie or the no, ride? No, I, I, I saw the movie once. <laughs> so, you oh, know. so the, yeah. But the ride is great. The, 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 the whole show. It's a whole oh, stunt right. show. It's great. It's it's the best live show in Hollywood. It's like 20 minutes long <laughs> and it's, and it replaces what had been for years, the yeah. popular, um, Western stunt show. You yes. Know, guys punching each other off of, you know, taking three, four, three right. story falls. This is so much fun. And so, you know, and it's, I, and that I've seen being it. a, being a, a nerd and, and a geek sort of fetishizing on, on, on things that I like that way. Right. Like my boy and I go every time we're there. Yeah, you, you got to see it. And different angles. We sit in different places. And now I've started encouraging him to talk to the performers afterwards. And, really? Yeah. So that's kind of nice. And it's, it's a that. cool thing. It's still a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I love you. you just, what's, what's, so it's not so much Costner in the movie. You're just connected to the Right, to the, the explosions and, and, you know, and, and guys getting punched off of a, you know, a 50-story tower. Yeah. And, you know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It is like, I'm not a huge fan of those type of stunt shows. I do remember the the Western one, but uh, I've been to the Waterworld one, and it's pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. The heat off the explosions. Exactly. That's but so you can hear those explosions on the other side Correct. when you were in Harry Potter. Right. So you're out there drinking butterbeer and like, oh, we're going to put a spell on some... <laughs> Oh, oh wow! Well, that they've done a good job there. The Simpsons, uh, new expanded Simpsons land. Is, I like that too. Yeah, I like that. First, the Simpsons, not like me, to go into uh, went into uh, uh, Moe's Tavern or whatever. Oh, yeah. there, yeah. you know, yep. you feel you feel like you're there. Eat some very healthy food. <laughs> Eat some you know. Chicken tenders. What do you like to do when if you have your druthers? Like, what's your yeah. sort of what's your dream L.A. day? What do you what, what like? What sort of gets you going? A dream L.A. day, one that's uh, you know, unemployment has taught me what I really like about. Uh, those type of days. And it is, it is a, I am a big morning walk guy. Oh, good. Yeah. I, if I get a chance to do that, it's a, a 20 minute walk. To, that's all I need. Right. And I'll either take like an isolated walking path 
that's fine, or go through the neighborhoods, uh, especially when I was living over in Studio City. There's some nice, big, rich, fancy neighborhoods I'll never get to live in, but I can walk through them, sure. right? And that's kind of fun. But then I love sometimes, and maybe you as a New Yorker could understand it, and why I understand the energy of New York. I've only been there a couple times. I sometimes just need to walk on a busy street. Yes. Not in it, but buy it. Oh, absolutely. And so I have a couple. Is, is, it, the human, is it the human contact, even the, the sort of incidental human contact? It is incidental human contact because I've got my glasses on, my hat pulled low, some work on up gear, and my, my earbuds in. Right. So I'm not friendly. I'm right. not talking to anybody. I'll right. smile at a stranger. Mm-hmm. But I just find that I'm out there in the world in a little bubble. Some music's playing in my ear. Mm-hmm. I've got some music going, and then that's what you you. you I, I don't want to just be on a a park, right? With with not just the nature, but just the solitude. Right. I love my solitude, but sometimes I just need to feel like it's like that. Uh, do you remember the 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 video for uh, the Verve Richard Ashcroft, Ashcroft's band? Uh, you know, Bittersweet Symphony. Yes, yeah, so he's walking down the he's sidewalk. walking down the yeah. sidewalk, just hitting everybody. Right. That's what I feel like. <laughs> a little less rude, a little less shoulder checking, right. less less. Shoulder check, but I am lost in it, and I literally put a good soundtrack, you know, good mix on, and you know, because music, music means a lot to me as an old DJ and old music journalist. Absolutely, and I get lost in it, and I could feel I could be as happy as I've ever been, but I get in that mood, and a song comes on. Josh Joplin's gang, I've Changed, is one of the, my mm. favorite all-time songs. And it is a song literally about suicide. It's a suicide huh. happening as the song is played out. It's one of the greatest songs and saddest songs. i got to listen. I've never heard it. Josh okay. Joplin group. Okay. And I think I said gang. Josh, Josh Joplin group. He sounds a little bit, he even makes reference in songs later on his albums that he sounds like Michael Stipe sometimes. Okay. If, 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 but, but give it a shot even if you're not an R.E.M. fan. I will. But I can listen. I can be happy as a lamb. <laughs> just and that song comes on, I'm, I'm doing the walk, and I'm immediately back to that spot, which is kind of dangerous. Right. But like you said, that, that incidental human contact mm. while I'm in this bubble is powerful to me. It is powerful. And it's interesting you talk about the way uh, a song can impact mm-hmm. your mood. And we've, we've sort of referenced that, you know, things have been up and down for us. Yeah. You know, not us together. I think uh, we're doing great. <laughs> no, we're great. Well, yeah. And, uh, and, 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 but, but the idea of, of how do you, how do you, uh, Try to put a positive on, say, if you're having a bad day. What do you do? Like, I know it's easy to say, you know, what 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 do you mm-hmm. do if you want to go down a bad road? You can go out and you know get hammered or something. And sure. Then, but how do you try to? By the way, you want to get hammered tonight? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how do you turn it around for yourself? Uh, I find there's two paths. The solitude is thing, but I love driving, and I, I think I got that from my father. Mm-hmm. I'm hardwired from my my dad. He retired, and now he has a retirement job where he delivers cars for dealers so he'll and we you know we live in or they live in the central coast he'll get a job he'll say hey i'm driving to la today and then he'll come home so it's like a six hour total trip and they'll be like hey you want to drive to visalia and he'll drive up a car up to visalia pick up a car and drive it back and that might drive some people crazy but there's some i'm one of those get in a car and drive type of guys right or, or folks right I don't want to gender it. And um, that's so if I'm feeling down, I used to joke here on the Knapsack Files and people would think it was a joke. Mm -hmm. Be like, I am going to spend tonight grabbing a sandwich from 7-Eleven and driving to downtown Burbank and crying. People would laugh, right. but that's what I would do. There, I, now I don't right. recommend always eating Seven uh, Eleven sandwiches, though I do endorse them. Uh, <laughs> not officially yet. Right. I'm open Seven Eleven, <laughs> but I would do that. And it wasn't. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's healthy, but I'd feel better. I'd purge. Right. And I, you, you really touched on it. That incidental contact. So I'm in my car. I'm crying. I'm eating a crappy sandwich, mm-hmm. a tasty sandwich, <laughs> and uh, maybe getting um, you know a drink or something. Not an alcoholic drink because I'm driving, but. 
so I'm out and about. I'm part of society. Right. I'm obeying the rules. I'm stopping at red lights. But I'm crying about my place in life, sure. questioning my self worth. But I still feel as though I'm alive and out there. I'm not home alone doing this. That, that's a very it's, that sounds like a pretty healthy approach. I would yeah. hope. No, it does. <laughs> I it, don't it recommend does. it. No, listen. I mean, it's easy to sort of hunker down and, and cave out. You know, get into right. like a you know a dark place. Mm-hmm. You can you know, literally you can you know you can make the house into a yeah. you know, into a dark cave and not go anywhere. You know. Well, and that's why. And then the other flip side of that is is I think it's important to seek out the contact of friends. Agreed. Whether it's a text, like you and I appreciate mm-hmm. your text. I try to text sure. back to you. Uh, you know, the, the, we you you and I were recently at the live Schmodown event, and mm-hmm. you and I met beforehand, and I was going through some stuff. And if anyone was at that live Schmodown event, my head was not in the right spot, but. I felt good because you were there. You know, like I, yeah. it was like boom. Well, I, was, I got someone who gets it. Right. And, hey, listen. I recognized that you you were you know you weren't feeling great, and I I wanted to do what I could to you know be a pal. You know, and, and vice versa if you ever absolutely. Needed, you know? no, I appreciate that, bro. We'll go up to Big Bear. Yeah. Well, I was I, I was about to mention that to you. Yeah. We should go up in a couple of weeks. Well, I, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. You know, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put up a crock pot. Put up a oh a crock pot. Yeah. I, I was thinking about getting a crock pot. I've been cooking a lot They're of awesome. myself. The hilarious part about up there though is, yeah. is is it is the true it is in action mm-hmm. this notion of you must adjust your recipes for altitude. You really? You do. It's really weird. S- explain more. Okay. Air pressure stuff, right? So but, sure. but all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're you know making scrambled eggs and you're like, wait, I've been I've been scrambling these eggs for ten minutes and they're not scrambling. <laughs> you know? And this water hasn't boiled in, in twenty five mm-hmm. minutes, you know, and, and, and forget it, if you're gonna try baking, you're, you're right, done. done. It's just a really weird thing and, and it, it you know, you walk into the grocery store yeah. and like the loaf of bread will be expanded, like it's about to sure. explode. So yeah, yeah air pressure is weird. So yeah, we used to go with the family. Like I said, it was a Thanksgiving tradition. My uh, great aunt and uncle lived up there for years. They're mm-hmm. still alive. They live in um, Sun Valley or some right. place down there. But we used to head up there, and there's that Safeway, the bottom of the hill, okay, in the city, right. What, Redlands? Redlands? Is that Redlands? I'm not Depends sure. Depends which way you come down. Yeah, yeah. So coming down from Central Coast, California, you probably hit the 210 all the way on right. out there. Not yeah. Back then, the 210 wasn't around all that way. <laughs> now that's where you go. But anyways, I know it's still there. I've looked on Google Maps because I have memories as a kid, probably about the ages of your, of your son mm-hmm. now, of mom and dad pulling off. We had a Volkswagen van. Right. So pull off, and there's a Safeway there. And we'd go shopping and stock up for Thanksgiving. And then I just, I never realized, I never would think that, yeah, cooking would be different up there. Yeah, it's a, it's just a funny little thing. It's an odd little, and it's kind of neat, yeah. whatever. It's just something different, you know, for someone who finds himself often getting bored in, in Los <laughs> Angeles. It's, oh, this is different, you know. I'm easily amused. You, yeah, you, you, uh, you spend a lot of time uh, on, the, on, the, on the walk by yourself, taking those yeah. cool photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you look back, uh, you'll see a handful of, uh, if you look at my, uh, my Instagram feed, you'll, really? you'll, you'll see a ton of uh, from Waterworld. Just because I've, I tried, oh, yeah. there's a there's an airplane that, that comes exploding into the yeah, side of right, the arena right. at the end, and I, so I try to get that from different angles. That's I think a I think that's the thing that upsets <laughs> the Harry Potter ride the most is that airplane. Right, I yeah, forgot about that you airplane. Yeah, you can't really block that out. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're gonna figure it out, man. You and I will go to Big Bear. I love it. Uh, I know this episode we're not out and about. Uh, this is life is gonna be a show that goes a lot of different spots. Mm. Uh, if we record in the altitude, looking for Bigfoot up there. Oh yeah, that might be something. Now we'll bring the remote rig with us. Absolutely, sounds good. Yep. And uh, Owen, oh, thanks, uh, thanks for doing the show with me. Oh, Ken, it's my pleasure, man. Like it's always this, great to be with you, uh, on or off the mic, pal. Yeah, absolutely. This is our show, guys. This is uh, what we do here. And if you uh, enjoy it here, uh, keep listening. About once a month, we'll do the show for now. 
now, but you never know where yeah. this show goes. We got some stuff planned. Um, life got a little busy the last couple of weeks. It did. It did. You it and did. I were shifted at, things around. Had a couple times where each were like, "Hey, I can't. I can't either." Okay, that's right. good. But it happened. We wanted to get together here tonight, so you can follow the Knapsack Files. You know, guys, know where it is on Facebook. But I also want to talk to you about the new website. It is knapsackfiles.podomatic.net. That is a website attached to my Podomatic page. You can still find the podcast in all the other normal spots, and I'm hoping soon on Spotify. I applied to be on Spotify. I did my due diligence. I don't know if they've approved it yet, but you can find me on iHeartRadio and the iHeartRadio app, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and, uh, uh, and of course, on Podomatic as well. Let us know what you think. Use hashtag ThisIsLife. But also, make sure, if you aren't already, follow Owen Mugen, right? Because you got some great photos. I want them to oh, see. Yeah. yeah, it's fun stuff. It's just a a little tiny glimpse of, uh, of what I do when I'm out and about. Yeah. No selfies, though, strangely. But, but it's refreshing. It's refreshing to scroll down Instagram, and I'm not opposed to selfies. I sure. get it. I get it. A lot of us in L.A., it's our part of our getting our word out, getting our face and name right, out there, right? right? But you scroll, you just go face, 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 bikini picture, stop, look at it again, bikini picture, prescribe. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Owen's uh, walking around midnight uh, right. in Outwater Village. And there's a Porto sand that's been blown to pieces. <laughs> yeah. So not by me, but um, I just document what I see. Check it out, guys. And hey, as always, uh, today's podcast was brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash the Knapsack Files. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You sign up, you get that, and it helps support the show. Don't forget, you can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Knapsack Files, where the show Five Extra Minutes happens every week, and you'll hear five more minutes with me and Owen. That's it for this week on uh, uh, The Knapsack Files podcast feed. That's Owen, I'm Ken, and this is Life. <laughs>